Welcome to Season 8 of the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping coaches, teachers, and leaders of all types become their best through the use of quotes. I'm your host, Scott Rosberg. Each week, we'll discuss inspirational, impactful, and motivational quotes to help you become your best as you work to lead your teams to become their best. So make sure you've laced them up tight, you're focused on your target, and you're ready to dive in to today's great quotes for coaches. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. Today, we're moving on to our third core covenant discussion um, that we've been doing over the last few episodes. And well, uh, two of the last three episodes, uh, we hit episode number 200 a couple of episodes ago. So we took a little break from the core covenant talk um, and, uh, and then got back at it last week with trust as our second core covenant that my basketball team had adopted for this year. And um, this week we moved to core covenant number three. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, you, I recommend you do so. You'd want to go back uh, probably four or five to find, I can't remember exactly when, but to find out uh, what exactly core covenants are or what my discussion on those are. I did one uh, episode about intentionally creating your culture. That's where I started the process of explaining core covenants. Then the following one, I think, was called core covenants. Um, and, uh, you know, they're your core values, your team's guiding principles, team standards. We like the term covenant because it's just a stronger term. Uh, and it's a, a binding agreement between two parties what, that you can see in action. And um, it's visible. And so that's why we call them core covenants. And, uh, and what I'm doing here is I'm going through and explaining the various core covenants, the four core covenants that my uh, my varsity boys basketball team has chosen for this year, and talking about some of the some great quotes that deal with those those covenants, those those themes. So we started with discipline was our first one that we talked about about three weeks ago, I believe it was, and then uh, last week we talked about trust. Today we move to our third one of the four that my team has chosen, and today we talk about team first attitude. And you know, I'd say I have a variety of uh, you know these types of core values, core covenants, uh, team themes, behavioral characteristics, whatever you want to call them, like like discipline, trust, and team first attitude. I'd say I have a variety of them that I like. Some that I like more than others. I love them all. I, I, I think my team chose four great core covenants. But this one has always been a very special one to me uh, because I've always had something along the lines of team first attitude as a cornerstone of my philosophy of athletics and coaching. Um even when I was a young coach, fresh out of college and learning, and I was a, a I was an English teacher and a, and a freshman basketball coach. My first years, two years out of college at a, a Catholic school in the suburb of Chicago, Carmel Catholic School in Mundelein, Illinois, and I learned from my fellow coaches and teachers a whole lot of lessons about 
how do you do this thing called youth education, you know, both the classroom things, the uh, the athletic things, but just in general, how, how are we leading kids? How are we teaching kids, um, you know, to more than just, you know, can they read and write, you know, in my class, and then more than just can they put a ball through a basket or score a touchdown or score a goal in soccer, um, what are we helping them to learn as they then go on out into the world? And, um, and so, and, but at the same time for my philosophy in sports, part of it was, and what are we doing to help them be better at this, at, at, you know, scoring baskets, goals, or touchdowns, right? Uh, and, the idea, the idea was though, the more I did it in those first couple of years, first few years, the more I realized this isn't about the individual athlete nearly as 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 it is as much as it is about the team. And I became real quickly. I became a a huge proponent of being focused on great teamwork, uh, and that that became a cornerstone of my philosophy. And then the concept of having a team-first attitude came along later in terms of that terminology, but it was the same thing. It was the same idea, that we must be selfless as opposed to selfish. We need to focus on each other rather than focus on ourselves Okay, in the team setting. And I've learned that I have to balance this term because it's not only about giving everything over to the team. Because you still need to be, and you're still an individual, and there's a reason why, um, you know, certain players play more than others. There's a reason why certain players score more than others, and things like that. But because they're individually better players, they have more skills. They have a better understanding of the game. They have a better IQ. Whatever it might be, I don't mean a better IQ generally. I mean for my sport, basketball IQ. You know. Is is a term you'll hear. You know they understand the game better, or but the, but they perform well at the game. You know, last week when we talked about trust, we said the first way that you develop trust with others is your competence, your ability to get things done, your ability to perform, and so you still need to have good individual skills. You still need to be individually, you know, focused on becoming the best player you can be. Absolutely. But once you're with your team, you have to make sure that your focus becomes the team and not just you. And so the idea of team first was introduced to me 20, 25 years ago, uh, probably. Um, And just in terms of that term, the idea, the concept was always there. But the team first attitude idea came along Probably uh, once I first started working with proactive coaching um, and heard, heard Bruce Brown speak and uh, heard the, the, the Life Lessons for Athletes presentation and when he, we talked about team first attitude and, and selflessness. And so, uh, again, I had the idea, uh, you know, throughout the first 15, 18 years of my career, um, eight, yeah, it was 18 years before I went to Washington, uh, but not that necessarily that term team first attitude. And so, um, so this became a real focal point for me, 
the idea behind it was a focal point for all of my years of coaching, but the term team first attitude and the concepts behind it became a real focal point for me, like I say, about 25 years ago. And so one of the things that we, we told our players, so I'm going to go into how did we you know, do this core covenant with my team here now, um, and then uh, and then I'm going to give you some of the great quotes about it. And you, you'll find a ton of great quotes on, on team, you know, your own. Just do a Google search for, for any of these. But, but I'm going to give you the ones that are some of the ones that I've talked about with my team. Uh, you know, we tell the kids that it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what world you're in. Okay. The experience of being on a great team is priceless. It's something that's going to influence who you are for the rest of your life. And uh, we really believe that there aren't that, uh, you know, there's few experiences that can be as helpful in the growth of our young athletes as being part of a selfless group working toward a common goal. And a lot of us coaches, we, we look at team spirit as, as kind of an, an intangible thing that some teams have and others don't. But I don't really agree with that. I think we have to, as coaches, you know, teach it. And then promote it and build that kind of attitude into our teams. We can't leave it to chance. We have to really focus on it. It's one of the reasons I'm constantly telling my players after they have received a pass that led to a score. And quite honestly, I should even do it when they don't make the basket. But I focus on it when they make the basket because so often a kid makes the basket and they're thinking me. And they run back down the floor. Meanwhile, we're in a press up ahead and you just you just didn't go to the spot that you're supposed to be in right now because you were thinking of you you know and so it that's a first that's one thing but also one of the reasons I want them to turn and acknowledge the kid who made the pass to them nice pass and so I'm constantly you know reminding our players nice pass or um or hey and I'll look at them you going to say something? <laughs> and oh, nice pass. Mm-hmm. Well, that's part of a team-first attitude, and that's not leaving it to chance. And so while it's up to us as coaches to develop this team-first attitude, it's also up to the members of the team to work within that spirit. You know, I mean, like with most things, you know, it, if those who are most affected by the idea don't buy into the idea and then work to develop it, it won't be accomplished in the best way possible. And so we got to find opportunities to encourage teammates, um, you know, encourage our players to encourage their teammates and to develop their unselfishness every day. We as coaches need to do all we can to work to bring this out in them and then for them to help each other bring it out in each other. We say that they're going to have a lot of great personal friendships that are going to happen from this athletic experience. But most of their favorite memories are going to be of teams, you know, and teams that learn the lessons we're trying to teach and then accomplish goals. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When you accomplish your goals together, um, when you you kind of come through this experience and and realize, holy cow, look what we did together. Um, Man, that's where it gets so powerful. Um, we tell them some keys to us developing as a team are, first of all, selfishness is just, to, it's unacceptable. And so we need to eliminate any selfish attitudes. Um, the team must come first in every decision we make. And so we talk about, think of all the decisions you make in any given day. 
of course, how hard you worked in practice. Sure, that's going to be a team first attitude and uh, a part of a team first attitude. And did you pass the ball and did you look for us? All of that. But what about uh, at other parts of your life and in the day? Did you get to bed early enough last night that you got good enough rest that you're ready to go today? You know, did you fuel your body with the right um, good things for you to be your best today? Did you work hard in class? Did you study last night for your test? Did you, you know, get your homework done? Did you, I mean, these are all things that are going to affect the team. Are you taking care of yourself in terms of, uh, you know, standards and training rules and things like that and behaving the way you're supposed to? Or are you walking the fine line of, I might not be on this team because of my behavior if I'm not careful? Are you doing that? That's not helpful. That's not helping your team. You got to accept your team's standards. You got to accept the values and the team, the ethics that you say you're all about. We talk about um, everyone has a role to fill on a team. So you're not all going to be scorers. Some are going to be, in my sports, some are going to be rebounders. Some are going to be screeners. Some will be passers. Some are going to be cheerleaders, so to speak. You're going to be on the bench, and we need you to be the the best, you know, person cheering on the team. It's key that we embrace the roles that we, you know, are given and and live up to them and be the best we can be with those. Uh, And we tell them also they should spotlight great performances by their teammates in terms of the standards that we're talking about. Of course, we're all going to be spotlighting, gosh, that kid had 22 points or whatever it was. Hey, nice job, or what a great play that was, or whatever. Sure. But for my team right now, I want them spotlighting when they have great when they, their teammates show great discipline. I want them spotlight when they've developed a trust. And, of course, right now, when they've developed a selflessness, this team-first attitude. Spotlight those things and reward your teammates for those recognize it call them out for it hey great job great job with setting that screen or great job with um you know making a great pass whatever it might be that showed a selfless attitude finally we say that great teams are made up of athletes who've given up their quest for individual glory who've willingly and wholeheartedly accepted the character traits of a team player and who fully committed themselves to the group effort Again, we're not saying don't try to be the best individual player you can be. We want you to be that. Just don't do it at the expense of team. Make sure that everything you're doing individually is helping us be a better team. We'll be back after a quick break. The Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. And so that's how I'll lay out, how I lay out with the team, you know, some of the ideas about what this means to have a team first attitude. You know, it's, uh, it's all about the we instead of the me kind of thing. And, uh, and we'll talk about the, you know, the importance of putting the needs of the team ahead of their own in every decision they make. And then we'll start talking about some quotes. In fact, one, 
the first quote I'm going to mention, I just kind of alluded to it, uh, and it comes from an unknown source, and yet it's the one I just alluded to, the power of we is stronger than the power of me. Uh, I love when I see teams they'll have um, on the backs of their warm-up shirts, sometimes on the backs of their jerseys, uh, we, and then the is greater than sign, me, you know. I think that's a great view, a great thing for kids to uh, uh, to hear. I've seen a great one, uh, another another one. I play for her, or I play for him. You know, is a is a quote or a standard that you'll see on T-shirts or uh, you know, in some some teams. Uh, that's kind of their their motto, which is a great one. Uh, this next t- quote comes from Pat Riley, the former NBA coach, now NBA general manager. Actually, he was a, a, a good player in the 1970s. Um, but Pat Riley was a great quote, great quote, a great coach for the Los Angeles Lakers in the Magic Johnson, Jabbar, Worthy era. Uh, and then the Miami Heat, and now he's uh, the Knicks, excuse me, and then the Miami Heat, and now he's the, what is he? president of basketball operations or general manager, whatever he is, and has been a great general manager all these years. But he was a great quote. He, gosh, I keep saying he's a great quote. Well, he is. I have a lot of good quotes from him. Um, from his book, The Winner Within. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. I, I highly recommend you check out The Winner Within, coaches. Uh, but you don't even have to be coaches. He wrote it for business, any kind of leaders. Okay, uh, But he was a great coach. And um, had so many great concepts. And this one is one of my favorites. Commitment to team. There is no such thing as in between. You are either in or out. Oh, that kind of gets, says, uh, you know, cuts through all the, (laughs) cuts through all the, the, the jargon, the BS, the whatever. You're either in or you're out. Are you on this team or not? Are you focused on us or not? Because if you are, let's get on board and let's enjoy the ride. If you're not, go somewhere else, you know. Uh, John Wooden, another pretty good darn, pretty good basketball coach, wouldn't you say? <laughs> uh, considered by many the greatest ever. The greatest joy one can have is doing something for someone else without any thought of getting something in return. Now, this one isn't attributed to John Wooden here. I've seen this attributed to, oh, who was that? Um, now I'm, I'm blanking on it. Not a sports person. Um, like a president, maybe a, uh, maybe a Henry Ford or an Edison or somebody. I can't remember who now. Uh, you look it up and you'll see. But this concept that, you know, giving up of yourself, you know, doing something for someone else without any thought that you're going to get something back. Oh, I know the one I'm thinking of is without getting credit for it. That's the one I'm thinking of. So maybe this one truly is just John Wooden, because I wouldn't think that people would affix a, a quote to John Wooden without it being actually John Wooden's quote, because John Wooden was very well known for then giving credit where credit was due. He, you know, for the, a lot of things, he he was a quote guy himself, and he'd read poems and things, so he always gave credit where credit do, is due. So this probably was Wooden. Um, this is another anonymous quote: "A giant may conquer many, but many is one." can conquer a giant, you know, and of course there's the Gulliver's Travels story, right, where, in which that happened. Um, Very, another very famous one from Rudyard Kipling, the strength of the wolf is the pack, and the strength of the pack is the wolf, and then Phil Jackson, another great basketball coach, NBA basketball coach, uh, Bulls, Lakers, 
just took that same quote and turned it into the strength of the team is uh, uh, the strength of the team is the player and the the player and the team is the strength of the player or something like that. You know, he just he just took changed it to teams and players, right? Um, I always like this too. Johnny Majors, I believe a football coach. The first thing any coaching staff must do is weed out selfishness. No program can be successful with players who put themselves ahead of the team. Again, he's not saying you don't want good players, strong individual players. You just need to make sure that you have players who are putting the needs of the team ahead of their own. Vince Lombardi, quite a, a, a powerful and famous statement. Regardless of his personal accomplishments, the only true satisfaction a player receives is the satisfaction that comes from being part of a successful team. Individual commitment to a group effort. That is what makes a team work, a company work, a society work, and civilization work. That's the most famous part of it, that last part. you know, And the idea that this is about so much more than just sports. And so when I individually commit to the effort of all of us, that's what makes it all work to the best of what it can work to. And so you know, he's saying teams, companies, societies, even civilizations. This is what we must do. Give of ourselves to each other. And I'm going to quote, close with a quote from Bruce Brown, the director of proactive coaching. Um, and uh, I'm going to close with this one because this is one that we use all the time from Bruce um, when we talk about selflessness. And he says that this became the only, um, he says the only standard that he his teams had. He doesn't mean that they didn't have high standards of, you know, like, trust and respect and discipline and all that. He doesn't mean that. He just means, you know, eventually he dropped the whole concept of having a lot of rules and just said this one, don't let your teammates down. I mean, and then he goes on to always say when I, I've heard him say this in uh, the our Life Lessons for Athletes talk, and I echo these words when I do that talk, what does that not cover? Don't let your teammates down. It covers your work habits, sure, and for practice. It covers how you're behaving in games, but that also is covering what I said earlier. Did you get enough sleep last night? Are you fueling your body the right way? Are you getting your job done in class? Are you you know, taking care of training rules? All of those things, everything you do is going to affect your team and your teammates. So make sure that whatever you're doing, don't let your teammates down. And, uh, yeah, I've always loved that from the first time I heard Bruce say it till this very day when... I use it, and I will use it with my team tonight and tomorrow and every time I'm with a team. I talk about the concept, not every single day that I talk about this, but the idea is always there. Don't let your teammates down. You're here for each other. Let's make sure that we take care of each other. I could do uh, four more hours on Team First Attitude, uh, maybe even more than that. I don't know, uh, because it's such an important part of any team organizational setting um, but that will wrap us up for today and I'm going to tell you there are tons of books out there videos out there podcasts out there that will talk about the value of putting your team first and so I encourage you to seek them out and find them and find ways to do this with your teams but I cannot stress enough the importance of doing all you can to create a team-first attitude in your team so that it becomes the best it's capable of becoming. When you do that, 
the sky is the limit for what the possibilities are for where you can go with your team. So I hope you're really focused on creating team first attitudes with your teams because that's really what the, the whole concept of team sports and uh, just any team settings should be all about. All right, next week we will talk about the final of our team's core covenants. Uh, I don't know if I've given each of them away in the past. I don't think I have, so I'm going to keep this one from you until next week so you come back then to hear what it is. So, yeah, come back for that next week on the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast, and I'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please do me a favor and leave a rating and a review and then subscribe to the podcast. Ratings and reviews and subscriptions are really helpful in getting more ears and more listeners getting a chance to hear podcasts. What we want to do is spread the messages of hope and inspiration from these great quotes to as many coaches, teachers, parents, and leaders of all types as possible. Also, check out our Slam Dunk Success site at slamdunksuccess.com and the Slam Dunk Success YouTube channel, where we have much more for you to help you on your road and your journey to success. I look forward to serving you again next time with another great quote for coaches.